Chapter 40 of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. No Quarter by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter 40 The Cagers on the Cayman. Laws, Jack, fearest be taken back bad news to Sir Richard? and worse for the poor young lady at gloucester rob's told me her were well-nigh distract when her heard he were took prisoner what'll it be as her get to hear o his being bad wounded too her knows nothing o that maybe tan't so much o a wound after all nothing for he to go dead on folks all exaggerate sich things and if he live it through like nuff twon't be very long fores they get on free o his prisonment i hae an idea winnie dear the letter us hae got be relating to that same elsewise why should colonel carl who were unked on the parliamentary side and's now on t'other why should him be writin to sir richard or sir richard to he beside all this query business us be a-doin it seemed to mean something bout gittin the young gentleman out of jail maybe by changin he for another don't he think so like it do she knew it meant that and more for rob wilde had given her a hint of why they had been sent to monmouth market ostensibly caging on their own account but in reality as messengers in the pay and employ of sir richard walwyn though jack was personally the bearer of the secret dispatches winnie was the one entrusted with the diplomacy and knew more than she thought necessary to confide to him they were unreturned from the market for it was afternoon and once more climbing a steep hill this time not the cats but the kaiman the old roman road common which crossing the wye at monmouth blestium led up to the forest table land by staunton the ascent commences at the bridge winding for miles through romantic woods and scenery unsurpassed in england the bridge as then was a quaint massive structure having a towered gate on its tete de pont with portcullis draw arch and guardhouse a guard of royalist soldiers were stationed on it for ever since the breaking out of the war monmouth had been kept for the king but the cagers had found no difficulty in passing this guard either at going in or coming out it was market day and jinkum was laden with marketable commodities a motley collection of farmyard fowls hens ducks and geese making a very pandemonium in the panniers had the soldiers upon the bridge but known what the little limping man carried inside his wooden leg like enough they would have pitched him over the parapet it was after getting clear of them and well uphill that the brother and sister were unburthening themselves to one another as above described the dialogue had commenced by jack chuckling over the way they had outwitted the bridge guards 
and referring back to how they had done the same some fifteen months before with the cavaliers encountered on the bristol road by berkeley he was in high glee jesting about and praising his artificial leg which had proved worth more to him than the real one again in pleasant anticipation of a like remunerative result the sister however was not joyous as he her thoughts just then dwelling on that poor young lady described by rob wild as having been well-nigh distract that was it which had turned their conversation into the channel it had taken there was a short interregnum of silence after winnie's assenting rejoinder broken by jack with an observation bearing on the same topic of discourse but about a different place and time twore a pity the captain goed back to hollymead we so few o his sodgers along i could a told he that wasn't safe seeing that colonel lingon he his quarters so near by in goodrich castle him be a dangerous neighbour and master o all round about there now ye be right jack twere a pity she answered echoing his first reflection but there were a good reason for't rob's gid me seems master powell had something in hollymead him wanted gittin to gloucester so's to be safer there twere a thing o great value him had hid away for's leavin for bristol that time and the captain volunteered like to go for it how could him know o the danger fray goodrich that were brought about by treason one o his men who stepped away in the night and warned colonel lingon so him got tooked by surprise well they didn't take he without gittin a taste o his steel a sharp taste too beside more fray his soldiers few as they wore jim davis who were up to the house mornin after seed blood all bout the place mornin could a come to them as lay killed the cavaliers had carried away the wounded at both sides with your own dead as jim think a good dozen that'd be true enough more nor a dozen i hain't myself heerd but what do it signify how many o lingon's wolves be gone dead if that handsome young gentleman hate to die too sure as we be on kyman hill twill break mistress vega's heart stuff and nonsense hearts bein so easy broke ah that's all you know about it she could make the remark with confidence in its truth there was no record of jerky ever having had sweetheart or feeling the soft sentiment of love and for herself some pangs of jealousy which rob wilde had occasioned her though unconsciously made her a believer that hearts could be broken for this great forest woman loved like a lioness and could be jealous as a tigress oh well rejoined the amiable brother without taking notice of the slur on his lack of amatory experience it mout be as you say sister winnie supposin the young gentleman's wounds to prove mortial but that ain't like from all us her heard the day so let's we live in hope and i wouldn't wonder he added in a more cheerful tone wouldn't a bit wonder if inside this timber leg o mine there be something to tell sir richard the captain ain't in any great danger maybe to say him will be soon out of prison and bade in his saddle 
to cut down another cavalier or two hope that's the news us be taken to high meadow whatever tis let we get there quick as us can whack on the creeter the final admonition referred to jinkum and his master in obedience to it gave out the customary ye up accompanied by the less usual application of cudgel a good deal of this last the donkey now needed the morning had been hot with the panniers full and heavy toward the market now on return it was still sultry and the wicker waited as ever sir richard walwyn was not the strategist to let his scheme have a chance of miscarrying and jinkum was bearing back into the forest country a large consignment of grocery goods for which the consignee would care little save as to the time of delivery but about this he would be particular to an instant as the cagers knew and so on up the cayman jinkum caught stick in showers thick as had ever rained upon his hips even when climbing the sharper and more familiar pitches of cat's hill End of chapter forty recording by john brandon